Welcome back to the soccer universe. Um, this has been a very eventful week. How's it going, guys? Well, I feel betrayed. I, I was like, I was at the, I was going to Jersey and uh, uh, I read that and then my roommate comes to me, did you read about Super League? And he's actually, I think he's talking to his brother about that right now. Um, but yeah, it's um, disappointing. Like, you know, like there was the rumors going on <clears throat> a year ago or something. You know, people are like, oh, the Super, Super League would be so so cool. Every week we'll have like a blockbuster game. But like now that it's real, it's not cool. It really isn't cool. Yeah, so I saw like a post on like the um, Arsenal subreddit where Wenger kind of predicted this in like 2009. He's like, yeah, they're going to have plans for Super League. They're going to try to push this. And I think the past couple of years, they've been kind of floating the idea and trying to like legitimize it by just like putting it out there. And so even, even during that span of time, I've just never had like, I don't know, in this format works in American sports where you have like just a bunch of big franchises just in one league for themselves, no relegation, nothing. But I just think now, right now you're upending like an entire, you know, a continent's like structure of the sport. If that makes sense. those who don't really like know the exact what, what the Super League is going to be. So there are 12 uh, there are 12 founding members alright. Uh, there are the six big six. I don't even know how Arsenal is a big six. I'm sorry Archie, but like yeah. I don't think we are either. I think that's the dumbest thing. We're about to go to a league from we're about to go from like 10th in the Premier League to like 12th in the Super League now. Yeah. Like it doesn't, like this it, doesn't it, help us. But yeah, so there are like, there are the uh, six big six from the English football then there is uh, the big three, Atletico, Real, and Barcelona from Span- Spanish League. And then Serie A has Inter Milan, AC Milan, and uh, Juventus. And uh, these 12 members have uh, jointly put out a statement saying that they are going to uh, form a league and try to um, work in... They, they said that in the future, they would like to work in relationship with and in contact with UEFA and FIFA so that there's no scheduling conflicts and stuff like that. But basically, it's supposed to boost... Um, it, it is clearly supposed to boost revenue and it's supposed to support these clubs because according to them, if this pandemic has showed anything, it's that the economic structure of um, the current footballing industry is very fragile. So basically, save those who are rich. about right. it. Um, yeah, yeah, this is like... <laughs> We, we have a massive money problem throughout all of soccer. So here's the solution. Let's just keep everybody else poor and give the, all the money to 12 clubs. Like, this is this is like the, the whole trickle-down economics bullshit. Sorry for cussing. But, like, this stuff doesn't work, you know? And it's been in vogue for years and years, and it never worked. It will never work because it makes no sense on any economical measure. It actually defeats the any core like value in trickle down economics because now you're placing like the idea before is that okay you know you have all these big clubs in the same league as like you know the same league as like not Southampton they're still technically a big club but you know what I mean right mm-hmm. like Norwich smaller clubs whatever right and you have like teams moving up and down up and down the ladder and so at before we could say like okay it's still good for a regional team to play like Man U in like a league a Carabao Cup game or something it's good for their local economy as well, for Man U to come. So that's how trickle-down economics applies to the traditional footballing structure. Now they're placing a clear barrier under the top 12 and saying, okay, like, this is only for us, and we also have no financial consequence if we don't play well. What really pisses me off as well is that the fact that uh, after the 12, apparently they're expecting three more uh, teams to join the founding 15 and they're trying to persuade, persuade uh, Bayern and PSG to come in because then that basically are all the biggest clubs in the world um, and it, these 15 cannot get relegated they cannot get there is no like like there is nothing there's no competition it's like I was speaking to my brother and he's like so I basically said that there is why are you trying to convert a sport right to a business because the mm-hmm. second you do that all the players are nothing but assets they're your employees they aren't your players anymore they it's not the players who are doing like what's the point of them they're just trying to make money right and you know what what even what i find hilarious is that like the joint statement they also said that 
they'll try whatever revenue they, they, they get, they will try to distribute it amongst non-participants. And we know that's not going to happen. Yeah. yeah. And even if it happens, it's going to be insignificant. Mm-hmm. No, it's a joke. They're going to, like, at best have a check to just, what? They're just going to give, like, oh, Villarreal and all, like, West Ham and just, hey, here's a check for not being in our league. That's exactly. not going to happen. No. And, and the worst thing is, each and every member in the beginning are going to get three was it 3 billion yeah something yeah. like that 3 billion euros just for entering the tournament and sure let's say they, these clubs don't get banned from domestic tournaments and all those domestic tournaments are still going on right great good work um so we aren't really leaving out the history but w- w- these teams can just buy all the best players then like i don't know if them like you just there is no point to the sport anymore. You just have 15 teams playing all the time. There's no point. No, why would you play a domestic league if you're going to play Real Madrid this weekend and then Juve the next and then Liverpool the, not, the next one? Like, it doesn't make sense. All of the, the whole meritocracy of soccer. And yes, look, it hasn't been a real meritocracy in years because of all the money in the game. But still, things are possible in soccer that aren't really possible in the American sports, right? Like, Leicester can win the league. They can still do that. That is possible. This whole thing is just about, okay, so we have 15 clubs that are the biggest clubs in the world. Nothing ever happens to them. They make money every week. Can you imagine this? Like, you're getting $400 million right off the bat, right? Bayern last season for winning the Champions League won a quarter of that for winning the Champions League. Like, what is the point of even doing the other things, you know? Yeah. My issue is also there's no incentive to actually play well anymore. Now, because mm-hmm. if you, for Arsenal fans, right, since like there's a stat that in since 2014, 2013, there's been only two clubs who've had a net, who have not had a net like positive like amount of like money being stimulated by their owner, right? I don't know how to put it, but like, yeah, net amount of money injected into the club by the owner. Only two clubs yeah. are not in the positive Arsenal and Manchester United. Arsenal was at a solid zero the entire time because of Kroenke. And Man U was negative somehow. <laughs> Which, like... And you so, if you think it's bad already, though, now, Arsenal now doesn't care if they get rele- relegated or go to 10th or whatever because they'll be 12th in a league of 12 really good teams. And mm-hmm. so... Or 11 really good teams at Arsenal. And so, they... I mean, what I'm thinking is going to happen is gonna this is going to end up becoming like a... They'll be like the Timberwolves or the Detroit Lions of their league where they could be terrible forever, but the assets keep on growing and they're still like, they're still protected. So there's no need to like, you know, ever be ambitious with their signings or anything. They can just sit on their money forever and just let it grow. And here's the crazy part about this too, is that like the other leagues or like the the remaining teams, your Aston Villas, your Leicesters, your Southamptons, they're not going to be like college teams in the U.S., because the money is all going to go into the Super League. All these leagues will not have the same revenue anymore. They will not have the same academy money. They will not be turning out prospects in the way they were before. This, it will create a whole different, um, whole different structure for like talent in soccer. It might be interesting to see like talent rising up from China now. Like young English players going there to come up into the game or going to South America and stuff like that, which is a whole, it's an interesting thing to think about, right? But, and the most fucked up part is that like, there are no good guys in this. FIFA and UEFA are some of the most corrupt organizations in the world, right? And now we have to stand here and like defend them when really they are kind of responsible for this even being a possibility right now. This is, there's no winners in this thing. Yeah, yeah so no, I, I don't. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, so I, um, like, about FIFA and UF also being bad, like, I also read this um, comment online. I think I should share this because it's a different, it's the other view, right? So to be completely honest with you all, FIFA and UFI had it coming. They've been making shitloads of money off other clubs, hardworking for decades for the sole reason of having the European competitions in the name. So while other clubs did all the hard work, FIFA got off easy and ended up still making all the money just for their title. 
the super league is just clubs going against this and trying to cut the fifa and uefa domination of european competitions i'm not anywhere near saying this is something i agree to to be honest it's actually far from it just because we don't support it does not mean we can't try to see both sides of the story fifa and uefa acting like they are the wonderful angels who are trying to save football when they've been making money of this shit for years while doing close to none of the actual work don't get your facts mixed up both sides want money and the only reason fifa and uefa is in this is because it affects the bag they chase make sure to get your facts straight because one thing is fifa one because one big thing fifa has over all the other clubs is the support of the fans and the fact and the fact that the people are scared and are reluctant to change so i mean this is really important as well cuz of course i don't i completely am against the super league but it is i think it's it's long due and we've realized, like it's we've known for a while that there needs to be some reform some kind of uh, change that needs to come and it is not correct that the rich just like take control that's not mm-hmm. the right, right way to go then but then what what is that's what i'm i've been wondering since the super league news came out like yes uefa and fifa are corrupt i mean we know best example qatar why is there a fifa world cup in qatar when there are no even stadiums in qatar so i mean it is one of the most cor- like corrupted uh, organizations but a super league where you abandon every other club that's all the smaller clubs that have worked so hard that work every year so hard just so you can save yourself is not the way to go it's disgraceful to be honest yeah and the frustrating thing is it how do i put it so i don't know with like the soccer culture in england right you have like a local club or a regional club that you follow and it's pretty much woven into like the area in which you're from it's kind of like a from birth thing And so for anybody who's born into like a area where you have like a major club, we have a Manchester United something, right? That's entirely taken away from them. Because mm-hmm. now it's not like oh, Man U is coming to play our local team or vice versa, right? Now it's oh, Real Madrid's coming. Great. So I'm just going to watch the game with some Man U some wealthy Man U fans and a bunch of tourists now. Mhm. It's not like a, you know, is not a community thing to like go to the game anymore because you also know ticket prices are going to be jacked up from this. It, oh, no, it takes the game honest. away from like local fans. Yes. No, and let's be honest, this has also this has the weird possibility of like just racism being piled up on it because it's, as you said, like the local fans aren't going to be like, well, this is the Man United I grew up with. This is the Man City I grew up with, right? This is the Chinese Man United now. This is the I don't know. It's the African Man United. It's all those because look, people here in Brazil, people in China, people in India, people all over the world, they're going to be like, "Okay, cool. Let's watch this stuff," right? Because a lot of these leagues aren't going to be affected. Like, what's going to happen to the Brazilian league with this? Nothing. We're going to if anything, there might be more money put in to here because the money is going to come out of the other European leagues, right? China the same thing. We're going to be watching this thing. And then you have local the possibility of local fans from England from uh Spain from Italy just going like oh this is like an international club fuck this bara 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 you know all this stuff like the the repercussions of this thing aren't just in the football world they're social too football is culture you know yeah it takes out the value of like you know your own community and like the proximity in which you live mhm Yeah, it's just like there's this uh, movie. Um, uh, it's is it a show? It's a TV show. My bad. On Netflix, I'd seen it. It's called uh, The English Game. Um, it's 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 amazing. Y'all should. It's basically how professional football started in England. So it's uh, how it went from just like a thing that people used to play to um, what football we know is how it is today. So they show how football is. Um, like how football the money aspect came into the football and how it was always the people who were rich that the fa was always the rich kids and the, the rich people were always the, they had their team of their own and they always dominated it they made the rules to their own benefit and while the poorer people who who needed like who started using football as a way of living for themselves and then what happened through that was that 
the entire like like for example blackburn right if you come out of blackburn then simply because that football team struggled so much and reached where it is right the blackburn community got so much stronger because of course there are going to be better teams in the world there are there are players there are teams like there are people who live in wolves who've been supporting wolves since they were in division 3 division 4 there are player teams that people have been supporting norwich city since they've been down in the pits right but they, they, they were looking forward to for example last 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 season when norwich city played uh, manchester city all norwich city fans were joined together as a community as 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 one like big family to watch mm-hmm. that team beat manchester city right now we we won't be able to witness things that are so beautiful right we won't be able to witness leicester winning the league against six of the biggest clubs in england right we 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 just we won't be able to see the kind of performances west ham united is putting down this season right all those things is what makes football what it is that everyone has a chance right as long as you put in the work you have the chance but here no it's not like that you have the money you have the chance that's how it's become it's and i also saw this apparently it was reported that one of the owners one of the board members of one of the six clubs in england he basically said that our jobs are to maximize profits and revenues he said that in a it, it, like covertly it's not open we don't know the name and let me just play the clip actually wait i think that would be better all right the owner's view is this and this is a quote from a board member at one of the six clubs Our primary job is to maximize our revenues and profits. The wider good of the game is a secondary concern. So there we have it from the mouth of a board member at one of these six clubs. What they're in So that's from Sky Sports. Um and yeah, it's just literally the wider good of the game is a secondary concern. That just pisses me off. I'm like I'm sure that quote sounded great in Stan Kroenke's head before like going out loud. <laughs> <laughs> so I also have a question. Who do you? Because th- I I don't really think this is like a smart move for a lot of these teams either. Who I know maximizes revenue. But who do you think stands of the people in this equation? Who do you think stands to gain, gain and lose from this of the teams? Because I'm thinking Real Madrid for a, for one. I know Perez is kind of the mastermind behind this whole thing, which I don't know if I should be like disappointed because like I don't know. I I have not a lot of respect for the guy but I think he's like very has been done a very impressive job but I don't understand that why they're b- abandoning the one competition which they've been like pretty dominant in right they have all these years of Champions League history and now it's kind of just diminished by moves that they themselves kind of put in motion I feel like they definitely lose from this equation they they're betting on fans and conditional support they're betting on the fact that people grew up with these clubs like we were talking about and now they're not going to abandon us just because we destroyed the way they like to watch soccer that's what they're betting on but missing all of their profile like their their soccer profile has been built over years of playing in la liga and playing in the champions league and i know the, like the viewers will stay but i'm sure spanish viewers it's going to diminish sure mm-hmm. there might be an uptick in like chinese and american viewers but i don't know like I don't know. I yeah. I'm, I don't know how much you could bet on that in my opinion. What well, would you if you if I told you're you on, think about it, you're betting on viewers who are in, incapable of going to games. Yeah. And are not incapable, but how many Americans and Chinese like tourists are going to be at games every week like consistently. Right. And so they can only just watch and there's also no infrastructure for them to watch on TV TV yet. All the contracts yeah, are so muddled. If I Sorry. gave you the option of like you can make 50 million dollars a season and potentially 100 or you can make 400 million dollars every year right off the bat right yeah it's it's just money it's just ah. it's the way the game has been going on for a long time and it's just sad that it's reached this point I also looking at it I think Chelsea and Manchester City do gain from this Because I think a big chunk of their fans are international. Like I don't think they lose a lot by like sacrificing local fans a bit. I think I don't see Atletico gaining from this, to be honest, because <laughs> they just aren't in the financial playing field as all these other teams. And now instead of being like a top three contender, 
they're just going to consistently be a 15th contender and the second to, second best team in the market in a market that kind of hates them now to some extent due to this whole thing. I see it being a very poor move for them. The same goes for AC and Inter Milan and Juve, to be honest. I know um, the Agnellis are like the vice president of the presidents of this thing. And I think Inter Milan's like chairman or board, like president. I think he's also another VP. But yeah, I think they're setting themselves up, not for failure because they'll make money, but I don't know how to put it. I really, the only people I see expanding their profile is Man City and Chelsea here. I feel like um, most of these clubs from, like, let's say, let's say history starts now and Super League is a thing, right? I feel like so many of these clubs, 100 years down the line, will have no heritage, no history, nothing. They would have nothing. Like, that's all I can say. Like, sure, Inter Milan is a great team. Sure, United is a great team right now. But if you keep, if you keep competing against the likes of Real Madrid, Barcelona, right? Those names, cities, Chelsea's the entire time. That's not guaranteeing you 20 Premier League trophies, right? I feel like you need to you need to look at it in terms of the football heritage does play a part, right? Now, all these are big teams. Sure, like now that's exciting for like viewers who not really connected to the club as like from the home side of it. But you aren't like you're you're going into different, completely different uh, competition where you have no motivation to win in the first place. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's not just the fact that they have difficult competition. It's just they have nothing to lose. So why would they bother? Yeah. You know? And plus, I feel like, um, like you said, I feel like they're betting on, like most of these clubs are betting on the fact that all their fans are their fans before their football fans. Right. Right. And I feel like that's a mistake. I, I feel like for me, Football comes before the Manchester United. I'm a football fan before I was a Manchester United fan. So I absolutely agree. So it's if if United if this goes through, United is in the UEFA Super League. I would just do illegal streams because that's free. <laughs> well, the, yeah. The, the problem with that though is okay. So like my club, my real club is São Paulo here in Brazil. Yeah. <clears throat> that's like the club I grew up with and I only watched soccer because I was watching these guys you know when I was a baby my dad would like show me news reports of them winning stuff and that's like I fell in love with soccer because of them now imagine if that is Chelsea for you right it's not the same as like we we've adopted Manchester United as our club right it didn't come as we were born it's not a family thing, you know? Imagine how much that would hurt. Like, because I couldn't imagine not being a Sao Paulo fan anymore. That would just be like, why Why am I even watching soccer anymore? Yeah, my thing is, let's say you're like me, right? And you support Arsenal. Or like, you're like any of us. You support Arsenal or Man U from, like, abroad. Sure, mm-hmm. I guess it's kind of cool in the short term. You see all, your, all these teams play against each other on TV. However you only have a very niche group of people who can consistently go to games. Like, who's a season ticket holder when games are literally spread across the entire continent? Only the mm-hmm. most wealthy of, like, people can actually be season ticket holders, which is fine in the short term, but also nobody has, like, nobody in the Manchester area has any, and, like, grows up with any incentive to watch Man U. Because if you're lower class, it's not a cheap option anymore. It's not mm-hmm. like, oh, because honestly, the most commendable thing prior to this about the English soccer structure is that games are relatively cheap. You can pay yeah. 30, 40 pounds and you'll be able to get into a game. So it makes it accessible to a wide audience. In the future, like just, I don't know, like lower class, middle class viewers, they won't be able to go to games. So they're just going to gradually start shifting away from these like Manchester United, Real Madrid. If you're, you know, on the lower level of like, you know, like it's like income like ladder, right? In Madrid, you don't have the time, you don't have the facilities to constantly watch Madrid, Chelsea, Madrid, Menu. So. I don't know. You're definitely like isolating out like the poorer fans of the game as well. Mm-hmm. And also, as I was saying before, <laughs> yeah, as I was saying before, like if if Arsenal does go through with this, I'm the same boat. Like the only team yeah. I've ever been, only team I've ever been born into are the Jets and the Knicks, and they've done far worse. And somehow kept my support. But this, like, I could, I could lose. I could give up on Arsenal if I had to. If they like do something like this. No. So the one club, one like club team that for me is like 
at home properly is like a cricket team mumbai indians right and like like now that i think about it, like if let's say mumbai does this i mean cricket isn't really a club sport it's more like an international sport but let's say that it, it was a club sport and mumbai some does something like this bro i just i don't i don't know what i do like uh, what do you do like there have been so many like i have been watching them since like 10 years now i've been watching football for like 5 Right, I, I and I go to so many games of match Mumbai Indians, but I have never been to a game of Manchester United. I've never been to a football game, period. Mm-hmm. So I can like I I can imagine like I because because I have I'm attached to Mumbai because I've been in the stadium. I've been in the stadium not once, not twice, like fifty, sixty times. Wow, that would suck. But you should think about it like this, right? Let's say like you know, I mean, all, we're all like NYU students. We all have. reasonable amount of like facilities to have gone to the school I'll just put it that way but let's say you don't really have that opportunity you're just like you're just living in India your whole life and ticket prices jack up like threefold then you know then you don't really have a choice it's like okay if I want to stay with Mumbai Indians I'm sacrificing a lot to go to a single game or something so now it's like I kind of have to turn to my local like whatever local team local option or like just something else entirely mm mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. It's just like even if you want to, you just you'll just be not able to, you know. Also, my thing is, how do you think like Ronaldo and Messi, for example, feel about this? The reason I'm asking is because yeah. can you imagine their whole career? They have all these stats piled up. All their accomplishments are La Liga Golden Boot, Champions League Golden Boot, whatever top scorer. Cristiano's best accomplishment is you know, uh, what's called having um. Are having the most like top scores in the Champions League, like most Champions League golden boots, all those like gold tallies, whatever, right? That's kind of defeated from a legacy perspective now, Pretty because people will imagine. now start holding it up as, oh, you're only scoring in La Liga against like Villarreal and Real Betis, not Chelsea and Madrid every week. Mm-hmm. You know, I can imagine like 60 years down the drain, my my kids' kids go like, yo, Ronaldo and Messi were just stat padding scoring against Villarreal and Sevilla. They aren't greatest of all time. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I think it also. I don't think players will really enjoy this either. Oh, We hope yeah. not, right? Because an interesting part of this, an interesting equation, part of this equation is that uh, FIFA and UEFA have have kind of given the players a lot of power right now, because they said the players in these clubs are banned from the World Cup and from the Euros. Yeah. So if the players stand up against the clubs, what are the clubs going to do? They don't have a choice. Right? Like, if the players don't play, they don't have any. Yeah, I can I can see some players wanting to like they'll be willing to pass on their national teams. I cannot see a lot of Brazilian or like African players. I do not see them like taking that chance, you know what I mean? No, it's national actually, team first and foremost. I can't see Mo Salah going like, "Oh, I'm fine with not playing for Egypt." Mhm. Yeah. No, or even Messi, like Messi isn't loved than Argentina as well looms larger than Messi's. Imagine if Messi just says, "Well, fuck you. I'm off. No, no more national team for me. I just want to play in the Super League." That's going to create a whole another problem, you know? These guys aren't that insulated these players. And it's interesting that like Neymar isn't in this equation, Mbappé isn't in this equation, and Haaland isn't in this equation. So like probably the the best player in the world outside of Ronaldo and Messi. and then the two guys that are supposed to carry the torch for the next generation they're not there how are how are they going to cope with that the super league you know are they I just going to say regarding that right i think it's a really smart move by psg and bayern and borussia because psg yeah. they know that you know we literally have a, like let's say we they, they lose a little bit of the international market because you know what's called all these fans are going to the super league and they're not part of it They pretty much have France just kind of monopolized at that point because they have the number one like, you know, most marketable player, like most marketable French athlete there is. They have top 3 most marketable athlete in the world in Neymar, right? So they already have their international and local appeal set and they're also, you know, they're also PSG and they're also financially run their league. They know that for them they can just stay perfectly, you know what I mean? They don't need to like go no, to a Super League and yeah. They're no, probably having competing. Yeah. Cuz like 
it was well PSG is owned by the an oil baron or whatever. They destroyed the French league. All of a sudden now PSG saved the French league. Yeah. Right. I mean, I I, I feel like the others in the French league would be very happy if PSG goes. No man, it's just a joke. It's just a joke. <laughs> no, I'm sure they wouldn't mind it at all. But I think like I don't know. It is good for that. It, it is good for League One in the long run, having just some stars there. Also, with the regards to the Bundesliga, it's smart for Bayern too because you know they get all the best players in the Bundesliga at like a discount. All these clubs are like intertwined together. They also have pretty strict ownership rules that mean like you can't have a billion sponsors running your teams. So yeah, Bayern knows that we can just Bayern and PSG understand that we can just keep our markets. You know, our countries are still will still be like faithful to us as a club. And then, yeah. like, you know, the league in which we operate. And the thing about Bayern, though, right? I don't feel like Bayern even needs more money. I think Bayern is one of the smartest run clubs on the planet, right? They buy their, their recruitment process, their, their uh, like, infrastructure. Everything is world-class. I think, I think they arguably have the best recruitment, um, like, like, what is the thing? History of the past, like, 25 years, you know? Like they, they buy players, they see potential, the scouting is brilliant. And instead of being like a Chelsea that just buys the most expensive expensive player on the market when needed, they like they are smart in that way. But and maybe that's one of the reasons why like why that's something that played on them. And they're like, we don't need more money and we aren't gonna betray our fans simply to go chase something we don't need, you know. I'll say, no, they don't stand to gain much long term. Like, they won't maintain their status as Bayern Munich if they just play in the Super League. Yeah. What do you think, John? Also, like, the Bundesliga has very strict rules about ownership of clubs, right? So, 51% of the clubs are like, let me rephrase that. The clubs are owned 51% by fans. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 50% of the stake of the clubs, yeah, is, belongs to the fans. So that is like the purest league that we have nowadays. Yep. When it comes, yep. to- right, I'd like to apologize for um, some technical issues. Uh, that's fully on me. I the <laughs> the downfalls of not having a Zoom Pro account, unfortunately. But yeah, so it as we're saying, um, Ed Woodward was hearing us. They cut out our meeting. Yeah, oh my God, the the powers that be, they don't want yeah. us speaking the truth here. Yeah, you know, that reminds me um, that Edward Wood and even the Juventus chairman, they all uh, stepped down from their positions in the European uh, UFA, whatever positions they had. Um, well, good for you, bro. I mean, <laughs> what do I say? Good for you. It's a game of chicken now, right? Yeah. Everybody's yeah. just going to make their moves and see who caves in first. Like FIFA and UEFA saying we're banning all the players from the World Cup in Euros. That's not a, like that's not gonna be, you know what I'm saying? That's not gonna stay there I, for and, a long time. And like, yeah, that's my thing. I don't think. I think this is gonna go through because, I mean, I want as much as I want FIFA and UEFA to kind of stay headstrong here. They know they can't have a World Cup without Ronaldo or Messi. Yeah, they, they know, know that's they, not possible. They know they can't have like. They, they, there's no way they they don't let like Benzema, Courtois, Cruz, Modric, Messi. Griezmann, Ramos, Tostegan, Rashford, Rashford, bro, he's he's he has an MB, he's an MBE, like it's it's Marcus Rashford, Harry Kane, like you can't not have these players in the World Cup, and I feel like simply because of the fact like these are the big clubs with the big players, they have an advantage, the ESL has an advantage, it kind of sucks but they do, and I feel like um. I don't know what to say. I just, I, uh, uh, yeah. England's going to really want to have all those players on their side, you know? Like, honestly, that would be fun. Jack Rehoish and Jaden Sancho versus like, yeah, whatever Spanish players remain. (laughs) Danny Ings, Jaden Sancho, no, 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 Patrick Bamford, Jaden Sancho, Grealish, Madison, um, Harvey Barnes versus Iago Aspas. (laughs) <laughs> or or the ball. Uh, uh, who else? Jesse Lingard. He's nobody's contract. Yeah. So this is one of the first things I realized. Let's say all these teams are taken out of the Premier League right now. 
who wins? Think about it. <laughs> who ends up being who ends up being the best player in England? Oh shit! Oh shit! Really? I think it's Grealish. Though. I think it's it's Grealish. Yeah, but who's high but in the standings? West Ham win the league. That's what I'm saying. Right? <laughs> Lingard. I don't think it's Lingard. Hey, honestly, if this full, if this all fully goes through, I, I might just be pulling hard for West Ham in the future. I just so, think like I, I, West Ham's gonna be my team. Even on Football Manager 2020, I just started cutting with West Ham. Oh yeah, I was a FIFA career with West Ham. For some reason, Felipe Anderson is the best FIFA player. He is right. He's he insane. Is so good. He's even on Football Manager. He's so good. It's actually brilliant. No, he's uh, he's something else. He just dances around CPU what, defenders. What happened, what, what happened to Felipe Anderson? Where is I he? Have a, I have a weird Felipe Anderson adjacent story because I used to play basketball with his girlfriend. But like, Wait, what? We'll get into that later. You are what? So I, I used to play basketball with this. Anyways, she was like there all the time. I knew her. We played basketball together. She was fun. Um, I think they broke up now. So <laughs> why did they break up, friend? Did the basketball in the back? <laughs> Let's not get into this. <laughs> um, oh my god! Do you think this is? Do you think this is why he fell off the last couple of years? Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> oh my god oh my god um that's but, actually insane i did not expect this to get here <laughs> but, uh, yeah so i'm thinking i'm thinking this though um i feel like the one way this can be stopped is actually not sanctions because UEFA and fifa aren't going to be able to implement those sanctions as much as they'd like to as much as they'd like to threaten people with i feel like the only one way is like fans and players standing up against it right yes and I feel like not even players. I think there are two players. Just two players you need to go ahead and tell their team that we aren't playing in this tournament. Ronaldo and Messi. These two I, just straight up go and tell we aren't playing in this tournament. It's all go. All players are going to follow them. There's no one, no one not going to follow them. Can I be honest? I don't think they're going to do it. They're not that vocal when it comes to these. Like, exactly. They're, they're, great, they're great players and I like to kind of assume good people, but even that's shaky. But... <laughs> Here's the thing. They're not that vocal about social issues ever. The only time I've ever seen any of them take hard stands is recently Ronaldo's camp. They said, like, we won't be doing promotional events in Saudi Arabia. Or they started, like, they started, like, oh, no, no. It was a, they denied endorsements for the Saudi Arabian government. So, like, Ronaldo getting, like, sponsored by the government. And they're like, oh, no, we won't do that. That's a but, heart of gold right there. Heart yeah, of gold. right? So that's <laughs> the only hard stance they've ever taken. So I don't, I don't see them. I don't know. I don't see. I don't see them being very vocal later. Bruno, Bruno, Bruno did put something up on his story. Yeah. Uh, he put like money can't buy something. He, like he said dreams cannot be bought, which is a nice sentiment, but yeah, it is. But it's like not obvious. You need to literally like you need to be obvious. You can't like the problem is he's, the bush. It's a conflict of interest because his like his board is on. They're the ones pushing for this. You know what can he say? This is the team that like pretty much bought him. Is paying his contract. Right now, the only the only voice of the people at the moment is Ender Herrera for some reason. <laughs> I think he's he the most like nice statement. He put out a pretty scathing like statement. Yeah. Yeah. Oh shit. Sure, really? Yeah. On Twitter or Instagram? Let me check. I think both. Let's go, my G. <laughs> <laughs> he's put up. Oh no, I don't see anything. Okay. Okay, then, never mind. I don't find. I can't. I don't see it. Yeah, okay, I'm gonna share it actually. Cause wait, he did. He did. Yeah, Noah last Super League uh, Europe. Yeah. No, he said. I don't really understand English. Like, no, he don't want. The Spanish. Oh, French. What is this? No, I think it's French. And then it is in France. I'm just gonna read the last. I'm gonna. I'll leave this last sentence of his quote because there's like there's a little bit, but he said. I love football and I cannot remain silent about this. I believe in an improved Champions League, but not not in the rich ceiling what the people created, which is nothing other than the most beautiful sport on the planet. Oh. And then he like really? he himself said, if this, Euro- if this European right. Super League advances, those dreams are over. The illusions of the fans of the teams that are not giants 
of being able to win on the field, competing in the best competitions will end. I feel like the translator probably didn't <laughs> made that a little bit wonky. Didn't but yeah. Can I just say because of that, and Herrera gets my follow. There we go. <laughs> nice. Now it's easy for him to say that, right? Because playing for PSG, we need exactly. players. And many night, Bruno, he showed that he's not for it, but like he needs to come out and really say it. Rashford the same. Rashford has such an influence, an influence in England. He needs to come out and say something. If assuming he actually doesn't support it, no right. The managers of these clubs are in such a precarious position. I know Yashish will want to get into that later, but like the managers are in a bad spot right now. Because they're the ones who communicate from the board to the public, right? What are they supposed to do? Can they express their own opinions? What do they It's say? Like... That... Yeah, you can't say anything. I saw Tushil speaking today. He was saying that um, even if I had an opinion, I wouldn't say it right now. Like, you're I don't in blame bad water. Yeah, exactly. And it's interesting that this is going political now because... Macron, the, the president of France, is into this. Boris Johnson is speaking out against this. It's, I should never find myself really aligning weird. with Boris Johnson. I should never <laughs> see myself in that position, but that's where this has put me. Because he, even <laughs> Boris understands, he like because he knows like it's either, you know, you keep all the revenue going to the Barclays Premier League, like an, an English institution, right? Or all the clubs just trap it for themselves. And so he, he stands to lose a lot from this. Same with Macron. Mm -hmm. These are big revenue draws for these countries. Exactly, exactly. Um, but like, when it comes to um, what managers can say, I'm really interested about, so it's Leeds was a Liverpool today, right? Um, I'm so interested about the post-match interview. Because I can guarantee it's not really going to be about the game itself. Yeah. No. It's, it's really not going to be about the game. Jurgen Klopp is going to have a tough time. I don't oh, think if, if the journalists do that job right for once, then he's gonna have a tough time. I think he's just gonna be batting away as many questions as he can. <laughs> like, you know, I'm not I'm not qualified to speak on this <laughs> at the moment. Blah, blah, I can't blah. speak today. The wind is too strong. Excuses. <laughs> <laughs> My players are injured. I have no thoughts on the Super League. <laughs> yeah. Klopp is not gonna have a fun press conference, but yeah. he's he has probably he probably has a billion PR statements being read to him right now. Yep. For sure. Yep. It'll be interesting. Now, what can we do as fans? Because a lot of for the power one, hinges on us right now, right? For one, I'm. If this fully goes through, like it's confirmed, like right, every all these like you whatever Champions League falls apart, they end the they end the season. These things like start rolling into place. Mm -hmm. I don't know. As much as it sucks, I guess I'm done with watching Real Madrid and Arsenal because it won't be fun anymore for me. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Because I don't see the point in it. Like, it's a sport, right? I'm watching it right now because I enjoyed this sport, football. And Manchester United is that one team that my enjoyment of sport revolved around. But if that team decides to not play the sport anymore and turn into a business model, I'm you're not watching me look at uh, Elon Musk's uh, Tesla interviews. I love Elon Musk, but I'm not looking at his interviews right now. Yeah, Tesla fanboys bringing Elon Musk into everything. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my thing is with, with Arsenal, right? They're my favorite Premier League club because they have a certain personality to them, right? They're not always good. They're often not. However, they have a very like distinct personality and like aura around them, right? They like you know they like to play beautiful football, right? They like to at least for the longest time, like to hold on to managers for like long-term, right? You know, very offensive kind of team and very people-oriented team for a decent amount of time. Mm -hmm. And so that's what made them attractive to me, right? And then now they're just a team that plays in the League of 15. There's no like, you, they had a unique Premier League history, an undefeated season, right? All of this. But now it's just, they're just a red team. Yeah, That's all it is. And there's really no more like enjoyment. No, I was watching the Man United game this weekend against Burnley, right? Man United win at the end. That was cool. And then I was looking at the league table. Man United are eight points off Man City at the top. And there's like six games left. And I was doing like all, all the math, like, well, if City lose three games, Man United can catch up and this and that, whatever. 
And then two hours later, the news of the Super League come out. And I'm like, well, it doesn't matter anymore, right? It's, I, it's the same for me. I won't be watching Man United games anymore. I won't support them. I think what fans can do is like watch different leagues, right? Latin America stands to gain a lot from this. Like there's a lot of great players here, a lot of great football being played. People can watch our leagues now. China too, you know. It's been a it's been the butt of a joke for a while now, but there's a lot of good players in China, you know, and they're trying yeah. to make investments to make the league better. I know the league uh, the, the Indian league is also making a lot of investments. There are teams in Africa, uh, in a side conversation, I think the president of FIFA was trying to organize a Super League in Africa, you know, which is... That'd be, that'd be a good time to watch. Right? That'd be a fun league. And so, like, yeah, what we can do is, like, go for other teams. The Bundesliga is a great league to support right now because they're, they're not joining this thing, I hope. I also don't think, you know, like switching your support doesn't have to be an active stance. It's like, oh, I'm forcing myself to do something, right? Because for me, I don't feel like I'm forcing myself to like care less about Arsenal at this point. I just feel yeah. like it's natural. I'm just not that into it right now. It's not as fun. It's the same mm-hmm. with like, Real Madrid is not as interesting to me because they're not like the Champions League, like, you know, for, for their image is like the emperors of the Champions League, in my opinion, right? They have all these yeah. great players, the Galacticos, right? It's all diminished now. It's just they're a team that plays in white, Arsenal is a team that plays in red. There's no fun for it. And so I feel like people who are now get priced out of their games because, you know, local fans who don't want to buy, like, a European Super League streaming service or, like, you know, don't want to pay, like, $300 for a match day ticket, they'll just slowly start shifting. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking, by the way, for our next segment, at least for me, because I'm pretty much a blank slate at this point, I'm I'm taking any new suggestions in case this goes through. Yeah, I was thinking, like, what if this week... Right, as like as our stance as the Soccer Universe podcast, we don't watch the 12 teams that decided to go ahead with this. So, you can watch another team in the Premier League itself, fair enough. You can watch a Burnley Leeds game, right? Who doesn't like that? Um, or we can go in Bundesliga, but just not the 12 traders. No, I'm I'm saying I'm taking suggest- I'm open to suggestions now. Like I'm <laughs> I'm saying like I'm I might I'm literally browsing through different leagues just seeing like what would be a cool team to follow. Yeah, exactly. Oh wait, maybe just watch the championship. The championship is such a brilliant tournament. The championship, championship is actually, good. The championship is actually really good. Uh, hey guys, I do have a proposition. The elite Syrian. Wait, so you know what league that is? What that was that? That's Norway. Oh, <laughs> okay. You know what? You stopped. Yeah, Molder, Molder, my dear, Molder. Molder, that's who you're going Molder. for. Molder. I need to yeah. find, I need to like figure out a team, but let me, <laughs> I need to know their names first. Uh, you know what we need? Name? We need Sosha to stand up against this and become the hero that Norway deserves. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, okay. Let's go. We were checking out. Uh, Teams, I guess. Uh, these teams. guys seem kind of cool. Oh yeah, damn. All right, cool, cool, they, cool. They have cool logos. Cool. Look at this. Look at this artwork. <laughs> All right. Um, look. See, this is a sign. Right Austin here. Oh shit. This is, a, this is a sign. All right. That's yeah. That. Oh wait. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> this this looks like a cool team. I can get behind these guys. Yeah, I'm, they, I'm they have crazy the... artwork. Yeah, they yeah. do. The artwork's mad. Yo, the stadium's also huge. Wait, what? This this looks like a fun game to be at. Who's a mascot? <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. Oh my god. And so one option is Viking FK Davinger. That that's one choice. Friend, what suggestions would you have in um, Brazil? In Brazil, South South Paulo, of course. <laughs> This is the Brazilian. What was the Brazilian league called again? Is it just that? Well, we call it Brasileirão, which is like the big Brazilian league. But you can call it Serie A or yeah. Okay. All right, and I'm gonna the, go with um. Interesting. Our okay, so um, Vinicius came from Flamengo, so that's yeah. not. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Neymar comes from Santos, so does Rodrigo, so that could be fun. Kaká Casemiro from São Paulo. Okay, that, 
Actually, then those those are two selling ones. I like those. Right? Yeah, I I, I think I'll go with Southpaw because you know we support United, so I guess I guess I should support the. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll have the San Paulo trade, and also I'm thinking, if I'm watching a league that doesn't have a relegation system, it's super Americanized anyway. Yeah, I might as well have local incentive. Oh shit, sure. <laughs> bro, let's go, MLS. Let's go. If I'm watching an over Americanized version of the sport, I'll just watch the American version of the sport. <laughs> That's the point. Yo, and also, NYC my two my two options are my two options are kind of letting me down right now. It's fine. It's fine. It's just one game. It's yeah. Just yeah. One game. So uh, I'm going to go with NYCFC. Let's are you going to see Arshad, let's go watch a game together. I'm down. Yankee Stadium. That'd be, that'd yeah, be so fun. Yeah. Uh, they play the games like okay. So Red Bulls play in New Jersey, so they uh, have my uh, they have my support there. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's see who we're working with. All right, all right. I like uh, okay. Salah Saloy seems like a goal scorer. Okay. In the, in the <laughs> he scored a goal, so sure. <laughs> 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 Alright, you know what? I'm going to do my research. I'm going to research on these players so that I know who I'm supporting. Alright, here's our homework. Yeah, I mean, friends, you can sit with Sao Paulo. Ishish, we're going to come back with the team next week. Yes, awesome. yes. Alright, uh, but, but uh, before we go ahead, uh, I want to talk, to about, talk about a certain manager who has uh, been really important to the sport for the last had play, has played a huge role in every aspect of the sport in the last few uh, years, uh, Jose Marino. Um, got sacked uh, since he joined uh, Spurs. Um, if you like do the points accumulation, since he's joined Spurs, Spurs are fourth in the league. Um, since he's joined Spurs, I'm repeating that. Um, he helped them reach a cup final, right? Which is in a week. Um, they haven't been. They they've been having defensive issues, which aren't entirely Mourinho's fault at times, because the players tend to make mistakes or forget about marking a player. Mm-hmm. Um, so, sure, we have been making fun of Mourinho, right? We have been going like, oh, he's finished, he's that, he's that, right? But do you think for a club like Spurs, right, who've never really achieved anything anyway, right, for the last like 20, 25 years, do you think it's fair to sack Mourinho right now if, let's say, they sacked him for his performances? Say, say what you want to say, Ashish. Go out there. It and makes stay. no sense. Why would you sack your manager who has one trophy, who has one of the best records in finals, one week before the final? Okay, if you want to sack him for his performances, sack him like two weeks ago, three weeks mm-hmm. ago. Give your time, give your new manager, Ryan, whatever his name is, give him some time to build a team for the finals. Don't sack your one of the greatest managers of all time a week before a major final. A major trophy that your team has won. The only reason I could see is I two reasons. Either Daniel Levy is freaking stupid, or Mourinho Mourinho expressed his concerns against the Super League. Mourinho expressed his concerns against the Super League. Yeah, and keep in mind. Only two reasons why I think he could have been sacked. Mourinho has ties to FIFA, and he has ties to Sky Sports. Yeah, both of them should, like, in their own interest, should be actively against this. Sky Sports wants to keep on broadcasting Premier League games, wants to keep having the English market instead of whatever replaces it. And FIFA obviously hates this. Mourinho has a lot, a lot, you know, a lot going against this. Besides just like, you know, personal like values, whatever, right? Yep. Yep. So like, if it's true, my respect for Mourinho is at a different level right now. Like, as I'm assuming that it's true because I don't see why Spurs would like, sure, they're sixth or seventh in the league, right? But you are freaking Tottenham Hotspurs. What do you expect? You expect to win the league every year? Like, <laughs> like who does who the hell does Daniel Levy think he is? I can give behind this. Uh, he thinks he's the greatest manager of all time, greatest board director of all time. I hate that man. I hate him with a passion, to be honest. I think he he insanely overvalues his own play. He doesn't know how to sell. It's my biggest issue with him. No, and also. If you're planning the Super League, because let's be honest, this thing has been, this, the plans for these things have been going on for months now, right? So why does why does Daniel Levy care if Spurs finish in the top four, right? Exactly, exactly, well, no, exactly. 
think about it like this: they just invested in an extremely expensive stadium for themselves, right? He's, and they're they kind of like four hundred million anywhere. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're instead of you know slowly climbing out of that debt, which most teams do after investing in a new stadium. They just decided, hey, this is a free financial windfall that will just take care of it easy. Yeah. And so now they can just keep on hosting NFL games in Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Great. Same for Barcelona. Barcelona is over a billion dollars in debt right now. It's super easy to just take the free money. Yeah, and also like Dan Levy, I don't know why people on like Reddit and Twitter seem to be like surprised because they think they're confusing the fact that he's stubborn with like being principled, I think. Yeah. Yeah, they confuse his personality traits because they're like, oh, I didn't expect Daniel Levy to like, you know, abandon the Premier League like this. Like, dude, this is the stingiest man in the entire sport. Are you, I should not be surprised. I'm more shocked that, at least a little bit shocked, that Perez was such an active, like, mastermind mm-hmm. by this. Pushing for it is one thing. I did not think he'd be, like, the chairman and just come out on top here. It was crazy mm-hmm. to me. Yeah, because then he's making himself, like, a possible scapegoat, you know? Like he's it's, think about it. The, he's, that, they're, besides Man U, they're probably the most valuable team in that league, right, in the new Super League. He's yeah. now out. He's a, okay for an American example. He's the combo of Jerry Jones and Roger Goodell. The situation, both commissioner and owner. Yeah, that's an insane level of autonomy. Mm-hmm. That like, I don't know. Uh, um, but on a slightly separate note, um, where was that? Hansi Flick, right? Uh, I, I, I'm just the thing is, I don't even like. It's going to be PSG and Bayern playing the Champions League finals every year for the next five years. <laughs> yeah. Unless Dortmund, like, I don't even know. The good players stay at PSG and Bayern, right? As he, yeah, yeah. What if, yeah, because Mbappe has been linked with it. Ooh, but Ooh, Mbappe to West Ham, are we? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, that? let's go. Mbappe. You know what? Mbappe to West Ham. <laughs> I'm all in for it. I'm, bro, imagine Mbappe finally getting to play with the greatest player of all time. Finally. <laughs> Dude, honestly, the perfect, like, just narrative is, is that FIFA bans any of these Super League players from winning any, like, individual awards and bans any <laughs> Super League, like, from factoring into the Ballon d'Or or anything. Yeah. West Ham slowly surges to the top by the end of the season with one man leading them. And if you win, the, if you carry the West End of the Premier League, you should be eligible to battle oh New York. There won't be any competition anyway. Oh It'll just be top on the stage, you know, probably Holland or Mbappe holding it, and then just like the other one, and then Lingard. Just... Oh my god, that's mad. This is mad. This feels a lot like um, in F1. Um, let's say you're a very talented driver, maybe one of the best out there, right? But F1 is a very money-oriented sport, right? If you have the money, even if you're not the one of the best of drivers and your father has a lot of money or you're sponsored by someone who can bring in like some like, let's say $40 million into the business, into the F1 team, you get the chance over the team, the player, the person who has the more like ability, you know? And it's basically like money talks in F1. Mm-hmm. And... So we we've kind of known that that that's how it is in football as well, but now it's becoming so much more like oh we have the money we're gonna rule the world, you know. Yeah. You know another thing that pissed me off was um, apparently someone posted I saw this post that apparently someone said that oh if they ban our players from the World Cup we'll make our own World Cup. Nice. And I'm that's like. What, what did you just say? What did you just say? Like, no. Who the hell do you think you are? <laughs> like, sure, you can be as rich as you want, but there are some things that the fans control. There are some things that the players control. They don't want to like represent their fake countries in a fake World Cup. Yeah. Jesus, that's disgusting. It's insanely elitist. Now I'm thinking about it. Just a league with all the like most populated and wealthy cities in Europe. More than anything. I don't know. Like, who will actually be in the stadiums? It's just going to be tourists and, like, I don't know, like, influencers. 
Just like those like stadiums are gonna be so beautiful. They already are. They already like one of the Turkish and Bundesliga. Oh, Turk, Turkey, come to Fenerbahce, Fenerbahce, Fenerbahce. Honestly, I see so many comments on any like Bleacher Report post. Just constant Galatasaray, Besiktas, just in all caps. And you know what? No, 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 no. I've decided Turkey. I think Turkish league is act. The Turkish league is actually really good, right? The mm-hmm. Turkish league is actually really good. And MLS. I'm gonna start watching these two. Then I'm gonna go to Brazil. Then I'm gonna go to Portugal. Maybe there's a lot. There's a lot. So right now I'm making. I mean, Sao Paulo is already. You know, I'm obviously I'm born into it. You know, it's. Oh, a, yeah, it's, I, yeah, it's my thing. It's my thing. I see, I'm I'm bound to Sao Paulo by blood now. But <laughs> as for the MLS, I'm I'm trying to make a decision between the New York Red Bulls and and New York City FC. And that's I'm the. I'm in New York City. I don't want to support a Red Bull team. Yeah, honestly. Okay, look. Say we will about them being called that. They have kind of cool uniforms for a team sponsored by an energy drink. True. Like, it, it shouldn't look good, but it kind of does with the Bulls. True, yeah. I can see that. It's actually sick. And then this is the other option. Oh, wait, not NYCDC. So this just reminds me of watching Manchester City. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it does. You oh, kind of just feel like... But I don't really care about City now. Like, I mean, they're doing the trash. <laughs> like, the, the, the blue is a good color. That's sky blue. What if we support David Beckham's team? Miami. What do we put? Miami, what? I mean, Into I'm Miami. probably... I'm going to go local for MLS Into for Miami. sure. Into Miami. Bro, it'd be so much fun to go watch. Bro, let's go with Into Miami. <laughs> I want to watch a game, though. That's, that's my biggest goal. Yeah, okay. I love Brad. Yeah, done. We wait, hey, wait. I forgot he was here. Yeah. I fully did not register that. Yo, this is going to be... Okay, you know, this week's going to be really interesting for me. This week's going to be really interesting. Yeah, I'm going to have to do a bit of soul searching this week. Yeah. But I didn't even think of it... In the same, um, no, because we were looking looking at Red Bulls, right? Basically, what these clubs have done now is just escalate that. Man United is not Manchester the city; it's just Manchester United the brand, as much as Red Bull is a brand, right? Yeah. 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 They looked at Red Bull buying into clubs and putting their names on clubs, and they're like, "Well, we can be a bigger brand than that because we already have the name recognition." It's just—it's a dystopic situation. It's like—it's it's scary, five. man. Yeah. But look, at least like now that I feel like there's no like personality or like real appeal, or like I don't know how to put it, like a substantial appeal besides like over oh, a soccer team, right? Mm-hmm. I my the reason I'm just thinking MLS is at least like look, I'm trying to see where the arena is. I'm pretty sure it's in North Jersey. Well, yeah, Harrison, New Jersey, not the best area. I don't mind supporting a team that brings in like revenue and like, you know, just people coming into like a pretty bad part of Jersey and like at least improving economically in some way. At least I can, you know, stand by that to some level, even if it's an energy drink doing it. I get that. I get that. Interesting. But yeah, um, I think um, personally, I feel like my final words would be like, we know that the governing bodies that currently control football are corrupted and aren't really great. Um, but if clubs just take the situation into their own hands, they are basically implementing anarchy, right? You'd rather try to fix a, an existing domestic um, government governing system inside the sport, which which maintains the cultural aspects of it while making sure that the fans, the reason why the fans watch the sport continues to stay. Instead of converting the sport to the business, to a business and the players to an asset, you men, you try to improve what is already there. Sure, both are evil, but giving in to greed is not the way to move forward. You know, that's, that's about it. I, and I hope, I hope that 
the players realize that the managers realize that because the board let's be honest the board's job is to make sure that club survives and does well financially as well but it's up to the players to maintain the beauty of the sport it's the beautiful game for a reason mm-hmm. well said yeah do we want to do quick fire predictions for the champions league or does that even not matter does the champions league still exist <laughs> Uh, PSG versus City is actually the. I think whoever wins that game wins the Champions League. I agree. Um, yeah. I feel like PSG goes through though. I think they just have more firepower than City. Um, yeah, I also think both those teams are just so much better, like filled out squad wise. Whereas Real Madrid has so many injuries. Like they put in who's this guy Schust and like just all these youth academy guys recently. I don't know. They're very understaffed right now. Yeah, I get that. And I think Real Madrid's Chelsea. I actually back Chelsea for this. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm I'm backing Chelsea here because I think Real Madrid is they're they're yeah. very fragile as well at this point. Yeah, exactly. They have they, they can break apart really easily. Whereas Chelsea are more like there is a sense of organization in them that Tuchel has uh, instilled, which I think is um, the midfield strong, the defense is strong. Vono has started to pick up pace. Howard's started finding his feet finally. Pulisic is starting to find his feet. So, it's, the forward line is also, you know, starting to work out really well. So, I think Chelsea will probably win the game. But I think both games are going to be really close. But I don't think the final is going to be close. If we if the games end up standing, I think they're going to be close as well. <laughs> if, if. If, yeah. Uh, yeah, but I think, I think that's it. Right? Yeah. Uh, shout out. To Sao Paulo, I guess, and also the Norwegian League, Viking yes. FK. Yes, Molder, Molder, let's go. Uh, <laughs> we'll see you next week in the soccer universe. Yeah, hopefully with, hopefully this episode becomes redundant because none of this goes through. But yeah, I, d- I doubt it to be honest. Yeah. All right, take All right. care. Bye-bye. See you guys next week.